Scott, how are you doing, mate? Doing great, Andy. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Whereabouts are you? Uh, I'm in, uh, finished a long, long day, <laughs> and I'm back at home in, in sunny Tampa, Florida, so. Right. You just, you just got home, have you? Yeah, we, um, spent the, actually, we're in the per, uh, process of purchasing our, uh, first home, actually. Oh, good for you. And so, I uh, spent the entire day dealing with home inspectors and all that very <laughs> exhausting stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit stressful. Oh yeah, how's your day been? Yeah, it's good. Um, had a call this morning with a guy who was my I hired him maybe two, three years ago as a marketing consultant helping me. <laughs> um, it was it was good. We just we haven't spoke for maybe two years, but we're going to wow. pick pick up again. And it was just interesting him catching up on what I was doing and me catching up on what he was doing. We both sort of moved further along. Um, and yeah, we might end up doing a bit of business, as in some of his clients might need my help and some of my clients might need his help. So that's always handy. When you yeah, help definitely. someone like that. Networking um, goes a long way. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's just the best thing, isn't it? Um, when you find out... Like, I think it was Jay Abraham. I think maybe Jay Abraham was chatting to Tony Robbins. There's a couple of one-hour interviews where they're chatting. It might have been that one. I took some notes, and one of them, the one line that really stood out for me was Jay Abraham, Jay Abraham saying, you should always ask yourself, who already has my clients? Now, there's some business out there who already has your, all the clients that you want as their clients, and you, oh, yeah. can may, you can maybe just add an extra string to their bow, and they'll be delighted yes. to sell you in because it in, increases... You know, improve, improves their package. You know, makes it bigger, and they can actually then go off and sell a bigger package into other clients. That's actually a really good point, and that's one of the things we're actually working on right now. Is there's a, a local gentleman I spoke with. I met him on one of the, um, the the Facebook groups that I joined in the the community I'm working with, mm. and he's uh, recently started his own uh, <clears throat> like wet shaving uh, accessory company that he sells yeah. out of his barber shop and. I contacted him on Facebook and said, hey, this is what we're doing. And so his big thing right now is he's trying to go around to all these local barber shops and convince them that, you know, they need to go more into the retail side and start selling products in their shop. Yeah. So I said, well, hey, in the future, you know, I'm going to be going around to these same barber shops, going door to door, knocking on doors. There's probably a good chance that the two of us can, you know, work out an affiliate deal. Hey, I mentioned your business and you mentioned mine. I'm still we can work out. Yeah, yeah. Even if there is no necessarily any money changing hands, it's just it makes Absolutely. it just makes both of you look better to be coming in with like more offerings. Yeah, it makes it more valuable, more valuable to each other for sure. Yeah. To the into the customer. Yeah. You know, if we're marketing ourselves as like you know an all-in-one business solution, we can say, well, hey, one of the best things you can do for your business is why not you know open up a small retail stand inside your store. I mean, it's obviously salons are doing it and they're making good money. So why aren't you doing it? <laughs> yeah, I, I was at my barber's on one of the Sunday with my, one of my lads. It was interesting. It was real old school. You know, spent three years studying and now just up the road, you've got the lads in this 12 week course and they're all wearing check shirts and they've all got beards and exact same hairstyle but they only can they can only cut one hairstyle and he was just 
he was just whinging about it and we had a good old chuckle because it's like blimey where the old time is now <laughs> we're only in our 40s <laughs> um Definitely, yeah. yeah you've got a very interesting background i didn't realize you were so predominant you know had such a sales background until you did that q a thread in yeah. the fast lane forum <clears throat> yeah it's uh I've, I've definitely been hitting the sales kind of fast and furious lately i um when i kind of got back from you know all my training in the marine corps I uh, I made the, the the mistake and the typical you know veterans folly of okay well you know I've got a college degree I'm a veteran oh man everyone's gonna be begging to hire me and uh, I couldn't find a job for six months I, I lived with my parents and I eventually started working at a uh, a restaurant making biscuits I mean I was I was making you know uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Red Lobster but I was working for Red Lobster you know cooking biscuits <laughs> and I said wow what the heck am I doing with my life and uh, went to they have uh, these great company a couple of great companies out there that run veteran career fairs yeah. for military and kind of like trying to you know, match your military experience with you know, civilian jobs and I happened to stumble over to a booth for you know the local cell phone you know provider and they said hey you know we'd be interested in, in talking to you. And I had you know, done a little bit of sales back in, in high school. And they, they took me into the interview. And ever since then, I've been doing sales. And it's, uh, it works great for me. I love to talk. And I get paid to talk. I really can't ask for a better job. So. Yeah, it's brilliant. I kind of get paid to talk as well. I haven't worked out. But I'm actually recording this. Um, Oh, I should, I no should tell you that it records automatically. I I actually delete most of the recordings, and some of them I shove on the forum if if whoever I'm talking to is happy with it, and if we sure. think it, if we think it might help other people. Yeah, I love talking to people. You might have noticed that if you've listened to any recordings where I just waffle away, and <laughs> I haven't worked out how like to make money out of re these recordings. I don't really care at the moment. I'm they kind of help people some people have said it's helped them so that's good enough for me i'll shove a yeah. platform but uh, it's just recently in the last year i've actually embraced it and went oh it's almost like my job is to actually go and meet people for coffee and have a yak you know business owners and just yeah. i always used to feel guilty about it and like my wife would ring at lunchtime saying what are you up to i said oh, i'm just in such and such when are you going to do some work <laughs> it's like i am doing work this is my job now and she doesn't get it um, but meeting people and having a coffee and just chatting to them and you know that it's it's really interesting until yeah I felt guilty about it that yep. that's what I was doing until I was on a business course last year and someone said that their number if they had to give one number no their number one tip to any other budding business person it would be to spend your money on diesel and coffee I was like oh you've just summarized it that's brilliant as in go out, hence the diesel, go and meet people. And a coffee is like, you know, it's going to be half an hour, possibly an hour, isn't it? Spend that amount of time with someone. Don't go to a networking event where it's like speed dating on steroids with like business cards being thrown everywhere. That's not what it's about. Um, as soon as you said that, I was like, ah, oh, brilliant. I love it. So, yeah, yeah I get people definitely People definitely open up when you just, you know, talk about business. And, I mean, heck, it's, it's literally the... Uh, <laughs> the business model for my current, you know, job right now is as a pharmaceutical rep. I mean, we literally, you know, walk in with, you know, some coffee for, you know, the, the nurses and the doctors and, 
you know, they sit down and they open up about, you know, what's going on with their practice or, you know, we bring them lunch in the afternoon and say, hey, how's business going? And just, I mean, heck, just yesterday I had a, this doctor normally gives me, you know, 30 seconds of time. We ended up a 30 minute, you know, conversation and he's venting about, you know, the current landscape of, you know, the insurance companies and how all the different corporations are buying up practices and they're doing this and this. And at the end of the conversation, we got into a good conversation about my actual products and, you know, just bringing someone coffee and asking, you know, how business is going. Gets you and then long. listening. And then listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because nobody asks them. Nobody asks them because nobody cares. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to sit and listen to them vent. So when somebody does, they just like, you know, they're grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. And then and if actually, you, yeah. and, no, and then if you actually listen to them and actually you go, oh yeah. And then, you know, and you come in with like a question or a, you know, that that's just like this. And so you're actually showing your listening, active listening, yeah. I guess they call it. But and that's it. That goes a really, really long way. One of the, the coolest things I actually have, so Part of my, my current job right now is I'm, a, I'm one of the trainers for the southeast region of the country. And so all the new guys I get to take on, it's kind of funny because a lot of these new guys, you know, have been in the industry for 15, 20 years. And I, here I am, the relative new guy, about three years under my belt training these guys who you know, are older, older than my father. You know, have been doing sales almost as long as I've been alive. And um, I had this really great guy I trained uh, a couple weeks ago, and he... Um, we were sitting down for lunch, trying over some administrative things, and he asked, he goes, hey, so, you know, if you couldn't be a drug rep, what would you be? And, man, I opened up. I talked for a good 10 minutes about this crazy dream I have where it's, you're going to laugh. I would love to be a, uh, a crop duster. I want to fly old airplanes and just spray chemicals all over, like, fields and, and do that. <laughs> And right. so, well, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah he, he cracked up and he says, you know, and hey, you know, that's, that's a good, he's like, try that next time you talk to a doctor. He goes, I, I kind of did a little psychology on you there. He goes, that's one thing that I've tried. Someone taught me a long time ago, ask a doctor, hey, if you couldn't be a doctor, what would you want to do? And he's like, you'll get the craziest answers. And the big thing is, it's all just open up like a flower and they'll tell you their whole life story. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, somebody asked me that. A while ago, he's like, if money was no object, what would you be doing? And I was like, ooh, and that kind of like stopped me dead. <laughs> and yeah, I had to then, I, I can picture what I looked like. I was like, I'd gone inward, I was looking up and trying to work it, well, what would I be doing? And he said, well, you don't have to answer that, just, but, you know, why don't you do it now? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That was one thing he said that kind of made me think differently. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't be waiting, I should be just doing it making it part of my lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle I would like. Um, what's the other one? Similarly, in say in an interview, somebody gave me a really good tip. Um, it was a recruitment agent. So he was sending me in to, you know, an interview with a client, his client who was trying to hire a, a, an IT techie. And he gave me a great tip. He said, look, at the end of the interview, when they ask you, if you've got any more questions, don't ask dumb things like holiday pay and all that kind of, you know, whatever. Just say yes. Effectively, you're going to ask, how did the interview go? But don't ask it quite as bluntly. Just say, um, 
you know, uh, actually, I can't remember. I did practice it. And I did come up with a good way of saying it. Off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But effectively, I'm saying something like, right, um, well, we talked about this. We talked about that. Um, I'm just wondering, is there anything you're worried about? Because while I'm here sitting with you, I'm, you know, in front of you in the office, you might as well discuss it now rather than after I've left and you go, oh, jeepers, I was wondering, do you think he might be able to do this? Or I'm a bit worried about that. And it's really interesting what happens. Like, it's almost like you stop having the interview. And then they kind of sit back and they look at each other and go, yeah, hmm. And it's like, it just takes, it's like you've stopped this game of interviewing just by asking that question. Oh, absolutely. And they said, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the first things I learned, you know, in sales was, you know, the first sale you ever make is your job interview. If you can't sell yourself, how the heck are you going to sell my product? And, you know, one of the, the tips a good friend of mine gave me, he goes, at the end of the interview, he goes, you got to close the sale. You ask, you say, hey, you know, based on everything we talked about, you know, looking at my resume and my experience, do you feel comfortable moving me forward to the next step of the process? And if they say, well, we'll see, or I don't really give any yes or no answers, you say, well, is there anything that, you know, based on our conversations that kind of worries you or concerns you? Is there anything that I can clarify, you know, based on our conversation? And that's, like you said, they'll open up and say, hey, well, I'm kind of concerned, you know, why did you do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, exactly. And then you can address it. Because it's not yeah. under the table, right? If 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 it's on the table, you can address it, you can solve it. But if it's under the table, you've got no hope. Um, yeah. And I remember this particular case. They they were looking for uh, IT tech. It was on the sand, right? They were looking for a, an Oracle DBA who was also a Unix system administrator. And I had done a bit of Unix, but not a lot. But I was a good Oracle DBA. And I asked that question: Is there anything you're worried about? And they, they kind of, they, they, let, they literally stopped leaning forward on the desk and they leant back and they kind of looked at each other, three of them, and sort of, I forgot I was there almost. And they were like, well, I don't know. You know, um, they, obviously they didn't talk like I, was, I wasn't there. They kind of looked at me and said, like, a bit worried about maybe the, the level of Unix, you know, maybe it's not strong enough. And then they looked at each other and said, yeah, but such and such could, could actually do that, couldn't he? And then, you know, he could really look after those parts and we could get Andy to do this other parts. And so that really wouldn't be a problem, would it? So they convinced themselves that it wasn't a problem. <laughs> and I just yeah. sat there watching them and it was like so funny. I was like, I'm, um, I'm asking that question all the time now. <laughs> one of the best tools you can use in conversation or sales or whatever is that awkward silence just don't say a word let them yeah. mull it over and they will they'll any problems they have they're going to fix themselves yeah yeah it's really hard though that's really counterintuitive oh, it is it's, it's it's the hard thing i mean i, I we both said we both love to talk and it's really hardest to kind of just hold your tongue and sit back and let them do the talking yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's the reason it's hard. I think like we both like to talk, but we, um, the reason it's hard is because when there's a silence, anybody, whether they like to talk or not, kind of wants to fill it. So, you, you, for instance, you might state your price and then they just it goes silent. You should just shut up and let them come back. But what people will do is they'll then, if there's no immediate response, they'll start undercutting themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what, you know, maybe I could do a deal under, and like they they <clears throat> negotiate, they're doing the negotiating for the other person, and if the other person probably has any kind of training or like a bit of street smarts, they're just going to shut up and let you do it yourself. Yeah. Whereas if they're, yeah, <laughs> they'll let, yeah, they'll leave you to hang yourself. Um, I literally, I was on this business course last year, the same one, and one of the questions the guy 
was saying at the end of one of the sessions was, what, what do you think is the most important business skill? People were saying things like, you know, sales, um, persistence, if that is a skill. But obviously, that's, math, that's so important. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think it might be the ability to control the silence. And we, you know, and he just left left that for us to all mull over, so he left it all silent. But he's saying, you know, it, you've done all that work, and it's those tiny little moments, those ten seconds moments in that like five year period that everything can hang on. You know, whether you get the deal at X amount or not, and that's where you've just got to hold your nerve. And I think it was a good, right. Like, He's really like put, hammered that home by saying that he thinks that maybe that's the most important skill. And then he just because there was a good example of one of the guys saying um, his business really took off when a really big client like asked him to give a quote and he did, went away and then he came back and he like, it was like he, he quoted something <laughs> and it was higher than he was used to quoting and they were quiet. And he was tempted to say something, but he didn't. He just shut up. And what they were doing, they were just calculating. They weren't like trying to negotiate with him or say no. And they went, yeah, that's within our budget. And they just went for it. And he was like, he nearly fell off his chair. <laughs> but if he hadn't held his nerve, he would. He might have like undercut himself. Yeah. So, yeah, the ability to control the science. Because I think we, yeah, I liked your thread. I did say that that's really counterintuitive. I think you, for me it was anyway, mm-hmm. to shut up at some moments and just be comfortable with that silence and wait for the other yeah. person. It's very difficult, and you're right. We, everyone instinctually just wants to fill that, that silence, and uh, a lot of times the person who wins is the one who's able to control that. Yeah, the thing is, I, I, sometimes that other person, they, sometimes they know that game and they're doing the same thing, but sometimes they are just literally thinking. And you just need them to mm-hmm. give them the space to to talk themselves into it like hmm, can I really afford to do that if I did this and did that did it. and there's you you just got to shut up but he did say sometimes the the other the person across the table knows the same game and you just everyone he says he was in one meeting and everyone was quiet for about three or four minutes nobody said a word there was like parties on either side and um, they're just kind of looking at the watch, looking around, until eventually someone says, um, shall we order food? Because <laughs> <laughs> they all knew the game, so nothing was happening. And uh, yeah. I remember it being done to me as well. Uh, I'd applied for a job. I was massively overqualified for it. And he, he, he said, well, this is the highest the salary can go. And then he just shut up. And he saw, I was watching him. And he was staring at his desk, like a like a poker player. He was ref- he was just not going to move, just staring. And then I just caught him just a little bit. He just quickly looked at me to see what I was doing. <laughs> and he, he, but he left me to going uh, to talk myself into taking this job, at like a, a really low salary compared to what I was used to. So I was like, I, I basically sold it to myself. But it was it was good. I had to give him that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Okay, so you're you're a pharmaceutical sale, uh, sales rep. You've been in the yeah. army. I really, me personally, I like that story that you you worked in a restaurant somewhere and making biscuits. That I think that's great because that shows, you know, you're not too proud to go and work in McDonald's or whatever. Like I've always said, I would flip burgers if I had to. 
That's boring. I don't care. If I have to keep a roof over my head and the business that I want to do isn't working, then I have to pay the mortgage. I'm flipping burgers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so you've got this a business idea that that is like a two-sided market. I remember. I think I remember you mentioned in your thread. Is this right? Where you didn't know which side of the market to get? To yeah. So, yeah. Originally, it was it was that 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 question of you know you're starting a two-sided business. Do you go after you know the businesses first or the customers? Mm. Uh, and originally, originally, I I started to try and target the customers, but I realized you know there's there's not really an an ROI on the customers themselves. So, you know, I, I the, the first thing I did is I read all your threads and dabbled in AdWords. And I said, wow, you know, I paid a dollar 20 cents for someone to click on my website. How cool. And then I realized, well, what's the return on investment on that dollar 20? Well, absolutely nothing because, you know, the, the average person who's using our, our who will be using our service isn't paying me a, a, a dime. So it kind of turned around to, well, on a flip side, if we can get, if we can build out, you know, rather than just being, I mean, so basically from start to finish, this is where the, the whole idea concept came from. I read, you know, the, the millionaire fast lane and the first thing anyone reading that book goes to when they think of a business idea was how can I make a lead generation directory website is the, the first, you know, step because that's what the book is kind of really based on is, you know, MJ's, process of, of taking you know limos.com which is a lead generation you know directory website and you know, making it big and so that's really the, your only frame of reference and um i kind of built from that idea and and one thing that really stuck out to me he said take a fragmented industry and bring it together and that light bulb went off for me um and so i started trying to target the non-paying customers and saying well we need to get the audience here for the shops to use but, you know, how do we manage both? And then when it kind of turned into, as I said, I, I had my insider's thread. And um, I want to say it was John L. I can't remember who it was that, that posed the question. It was a great question. Um, because we had several ideas of what we wanted to do in the future to tack on. He said, why can't you do it now? And so instead of it being, you know, trying to attract people to the website and then trying to attract the business to the website, well, why not make it a business a small a, a business suite to support these small businesses who really don't bring a lot of technology into you know their business and oh by the way we can help you interact with your customers by offering scheduling by advertising for you and by the way we know a lot of you don't have credit card machines we'll even process credit card payments right so I, that's where we're at right now is we're kind of focusing on bringing the small businesses into the fold and we have a couple you know uh tricks up our sleeves right now to, to kind of bring in the uh the customers on the back end um one of the things we actually did is uh i can actually shoot it over to you after the call i don't mind showing it to you because i know you're not going to go off and you know steal my uh my work but uh, <laughs> we've got a uh if you've ever seen the the commercials on on facebook for uh, dollar shave club or dollar beard club you know they're have, not like, over in ireland so I oh you're not okay club. Oh, wow. So when you get a chance, um, just go on YouTube and look up Dollar Shave Club. And Dollar Shave Club, I'm sure you've, you've heard the I've news. I've heard of them, yeah. yeah. They, they just sold for a billion dollars to Unilever. Yeah. I mean, so 
they these guys started off, you know, their whole story is they started off, you know, with a warehouse full of, you know, generic razors and wondering how they could sell these. And guy makes, you know, a funny viral video and, you know, overnight starts bringing, bringing in like millions of dollars because the video went viral to all these people. Um, and so another company kind of came up as like the antithesis or about beards rather than shaving. And within the first, I think, 12 months, they made $13 million because of their videos. Um, and so one of the things we said was, you know, hey, why don't we make a video that's funny that can engage with people, but also explain our business and explain what the benefit to them. Um, and right now, Facebook has just ridiculously low cost per click, cost per view on, on video. And I said, what's the harm? We make this video, we use a relatively, we bootstrap the heck out of it. I mean, the only thing we spent money on really was pizza and beer. Oh, yes. Beer. <laughs> it was a fellow and, Marines, yes, I remember. Yeah, yes, yeah, so a bunch of Marines like, put out the word to Marines and said, hey, you know, who, who wants to come and be in this video? And they're like, hey, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so that was literally the budget for our video. And when we eventually go live, we're going to just toss this on Facebook, put a maybe a couple hundred dollars behind it in um, ad spend on Facebook and see where it goes. And I mean, I think that that's definitely a first step into bringing the customers into the fold too. Right. Interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now the other thing, okay. You said non-paying customers earlier. Yeah. So the, the people, so like, you know, you go on the, on the app, you know, to find, to find the local business, you're not paying anything for your, you're, you make a an account, but you're not paying anything to me to use the service. Um, the only the, the way that we're going to try to make the majority of our revenue is going to be through the credit card processing fee. You know, so you know they swipe their credit card in the shop, and then you know, obviously that the the pro gets his money, and then we collect our you know uh, convenience fee for processing the credit card, and so those you know minute payments over time add up. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, I mean, technically, yes, the, the, the non-paying customers do bring in ROI, but it's not a direct correlation of, you know, when they sign up, they don't give us $10 a month for a subscription or anything. Yeah. Yeah, there's interesting. Okay, so I've always thought that you go after the people who, have, who are handing the money over. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know, say, it's not your vertical, so say it's nightclubs. Mm -hmm. The people lining up outside the nightclub are the ones with the money in their hand and they're giving it over to somebody, to that nightclub. So if you can get all the people with the money somehow, if you can control or, or ca capture, capture them somehow, then the guys who want that money, like the nightclubs, will come to you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's that was that's kind of my thinking i've recently listened to an interview it's like on the tropical mba.com where they were talking to somebody who set up hire my mum and it's like all these mothers who want to stay at home but they've also they've got these brilliant skill sets you know prior to having kids and mm -hmm. you know so they can they, they're available part-time you know as long as it's flexible all this sort of stuff and it was really interesting what she said that um she charges the mums on the platform a hundred dollars a year and doesn't charge the businesses who want to advertise to get you know to recruit somebody anything at all so she's 
I, I just thought I was interested. I have to process this, but her thinking mm. was, there's a lot, a lot of people out there wanting the work, and not many people, not many businesses giving work, so they're rarer than the people who want the work, and she doesn't. She wants them to come in and go. Oh, I can post five jobs. This is amazing, and the more jobs they post, the more the people with the money, uh, sorry, who, who are going to pay her will come in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it, it's kind of it, it's a difficult question to ask because to, to solve because, and I totally get the you know the nightclub analogy for for me. So when I looked at the competition of you know who exists in my market right now, and you you log on to their their measly website. The great thing about us is right now the competition we have is absolutely horrible. I mean they have no idea what the heck they're doing, which is great for me. Um, I log on to their website or I download their app and I go to search for a shop and the closest shop is a thousand miles away and they might have like two or three shops clustered in that city and then like the next city over a thousand miles that way might have two or three shops and so for me as would perceivably be the, the customer if I log on to this thing and don't see the businesses there I bounce and I say I don't really want to use this ever again and so my biggest fear is you know if we bring in all these users to the website and the app and they, they download it, they look at it and they, they, they get a 30 second bounce window and they look and they say, well, you know, I'm looking in Orlando, Florida and there's no shops within a thousand miles of Orlando, Florida. Thanks, but no thanks. And then they leave and you get that bounce and they never come back. Yep. And so for me, the, the thinking is, is instead of making it just a simple you know, lead generation directory of, okay, will we pair your shop with your customer? And then, you know, you have like the assembly line of the customers coming through and then they get assigned to a shop and, and all that. I said, well, why not, you know, build it out a little more and, and offer more benefits to the shops themselves and say, okay, so great, we're going to help find you customers, but that's one third of what we do for you. Not only will we help you find your customers, we help you organize your customers and we can help you you know, ditch that old paper appointment book and keep everything, you know, organized and neat for you. But on the other side too, hey, we know, you know, either you share the community credit card machine, you have, you hate having to wait every two weeks for that money to come in, you'd rather take cash, but not all customers have cash. Or, hey, did you know, fun fact, people who use credit cards are more likely to tip. And so you say, hey, we also have this third addition to our business suite for you that you can process a credit card. And so, my, my whole hope, and again, this is a completely untested theory because we haven't been able to execute yet, is that we can pitch them on the idea of we'll get all the shops set up and say, listen, here's your business suite. You can already use two of these tools without the customers. If, if a customer never signs up for our website, you still get the appointment booking feature and you still get the credit card feature. But hey, guess what? We're planning on bringing a lot of customers into the fold through other means of advertising, why not be ready when they show up so you can use that third feature? Yeah, interesting. And, so, and that's that's my hope with it. Again, I, this is a completely untested theory, um, and obviously we'll have to you know pivot or react when it all comes to fruition. But um, I, I think we can. I guess what it all comes down to for me is I feel like. If we're, if we're crunching the numbers here, the subscription from the shops themselves to me is negligible. And it's one thing that me and my partner have kind of talked about is even, you know, looking through affiliate kind of marketing or some other marketing where we're we willing to offer 
a referral fee of, you know, several months of subscription cost because the subscription's nominal. It's more so just keep the lights on where we really expect to make the money back is through the credit card function. And so if we just make it as simple as, you know, you have a tool here to swipe a credit card on your phone, uh, that, that alone would be worth it to us and to the, and to the, uh, the shops. Right. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's the risk. something I've yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. So I'll take what I say with a pinch of salt. Um, sure. My thinking is, right, I know John L. in the forum is a software developer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he runs a software house software firm whatever so you know we're we're, but i'm the same i'm paid search so i always look at everything from a paid search angle and he's going to look at it from a software angle so he's say suggesting if you build it all then you can go and sell that to people the reason i reached out the uniform i think i saw where you said something about you'd lost a programmer and you yeah like you were getting a bit depressed because yeah, so our developer, he, um, it, it was a, basically a crazy story it all came down to was the the developer thought we were, would be able to do a certain, he was going to build it all out on a website and just make it a mobile website, but it turns out the credit card processing functions won't tie into the website. So we went the route of making it into you know, an Android and iPhone application, and he said, you know, hey, heads up, I'm not familiar with, with applications, but my current skill set seems like it would translate over. After about a month of trying, he said, listen, I appreciate you know your trust in me, but I can't do it. And so, yeah, we're, we're basically out of developer, and we're kind of uh, scratching our heads here wondering you know, when we'll find the next one. Yeah, so this is my worry. Is, um, you're building something, and like you said, you haven't, t- you haven't uh, what is it? tested it or proved it yet so how have you sold this into businesses yet so we've talked to um quite a few guys so we did uh, a, a bunch of different options we, we talked to a bunch of local guys um networked with them not as much as we should have but we're in the process of, of networking more and talking to more local businesses uh we have that uh quite substantial email list we put a survey out to uh, we've also been talking through our Facebook group as well to some members. And for the most part, um, I think we got about, on the survey alone, we got, I think, about 65% of people said that they would be interested or that they would use an application like ours. Uh, and then just from the people we've actually talked to one-on-one, though, and actually had conversations with, they're all they're all pretty excited about it. They say that it definitely would help out their business. Right. And there's uh, any of them. Yeah. The thing is, like... Until you say, well, give me the money. That's the moot point. Yeah, so have you asked for any money off anybody? No, no, we have not. And uh, I I, I totally get the the thinking behind that. But for me, I'm just – the idea of asking for money from someone when the product doesn't exist just terrifies the heck out of me, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. um, Kind of does me, I suppose. So – I come at it from a, spe- a particular angle. <laughs> it sure. doesn't mean it's right. What would be interesting for you poss- possibly is to find other case studies or other businesses that are doing what you're doing and work out how they did it. You know, they did this, then they did that, and marketing and whatnot, and see if you can repeat it. For me, when I go after a vertical and creating a directory, 
Like you mentioned mm-hmm. directory, but now you're. St- I don't know where you. I when you said your competitors, you said an app uh, that hasn't got listings in it. So that to me meant it's like a directory. I'm thinking yeah, that's it, your competitors is a directory. There's a directory aspect to it. Yes. There's a directory aspect to it. So businesses, we call them shops, are going to sign up to the directory uh, to get sales and also as part of your service that you're offering them is you're going to help them to manage those sales like you know credit card payment and all that sort of stuff so and from what you've been saying you're building the add-on services for them because they've expressed an interest in it but you haven't necessarily you haven't sold it but my right so that, that is definitely valid there's people do that my worry is for me, like that's there's a pit there of building software, isn't there? The cost of it, yeah, getting it, getting it so that it works, and and then set, trying to sell it, and then finding out maybe that actually, yeah, they said they were excited, but they're not prepared to <laughs> actually put their hand in a pocket or whatever it is. So for me, I. Okay, I read a book. I'm looking at it. It's on my shelf. The Seven Day Startup by Dan Norris, and he has this idea that of product founder fit. Like, does it suit you as your stage as a business person? Can you get started in seven days? It's kind of like, can you make a sale in seven days? Oh, actually, no. He says, can you launch in seven days? I like, can you make a sale in seven days? Because you know, sometimes you see in the forum people saying, oh, how do I get 100k investment? so that I can go and build a thingy. Yeah. And a lot of the responses are, well, my, my, my thinking would be, well, if you've got seven, have you got 100K lying around that you can access within seven days? If you haven't, then go and do something that doesn't require 100K, <laughs> you know, and get Absolutely. going. Yeah. So when I look at I these things that I'm trying to do, and I've got lots of, lots of spe- I've got lots of plates spinning, but they're all kind of related. It's just in different verticals. I just wonder how quickly can I get going? Am I paying a developer? How much do I have to pay a developer to get it going? And f- so I've got this vision of building, we'll call it a direct, yeah, directory for particular verticals, lots of different verticals actually, but ones that where I can generate leads for and a plentiful supply of them, at a cost effective <laughs> way that, okay, so let, let, all right, let's just talk about blacksmiths. Obviously, nobody, sure. nobody's looking for blacksmiths anymore, really. <laughs> but my thinking is, if I can generate leads of people looking for blacksmiths and I do a better job of it than the blacksmiths themselves, then I can go to a particular city and sign up one blacksmith and say, no, and this is actually my model, is like, right, you're going to pay me, let's just pull a number out of the air, £250 a month um, flat fee to have my... To have your listing on my directory, I'll send Google traffic, AdWords traffic to that page. You pay, you put your credit card details into the AdWords account. You pay <coughs> Google, but it's my AdWords account. My, I don't actually tell them this. They, they just assume it is. <laughs> like the average blacksmith doesn't know or care. Um, mm. It's my AdWords account. It's my page. It's my directory. And you, if you, if you get, there's no contract. You just pay in advance and you pay the bill to Google. And if you aren't getting ROI on it, then we can just cancel. And that's quite an easy sell for, for me once I get talking to somebody who's interested in buying leads. 
you know, a lot of businesses are like, no, 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 I'd never advertise. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, I'll leave you to it. I'm not going to try and convince you. But somebody comes to me going, oh, I'm a blacksmith and I've heard that you're good at AdWords or getting leads or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, so we have a conversation and we can structure that deal and it kind of sells quite well. So what happens is I start moving their needle and getting them extra business and extra revenue. And if I have moved the needle, then they love it because I, it's like what I've done is generate more sales and more revenue for them and given them hope that they can get more and that could be consistent. But also, not only have I, like I'm building a relationship with them, like I can suddenly become their best buddy <laughs> or the, their secret. You know, I've actually had people say, you're not doing this for anyone else. You're like my, my secret weapon. Okay, cool. And <laughs> But I'm helping them to get more revenue to then pay for other things. And if I can, like, so I have done it with a few businesses, not all of them by any means, where they've had to turn off ads because they get too much business and it swamped them. And so then they got the, so now that they had one problem of not enough business, not enough leads, not enough sales to now having too many leads and not able, not being able to fulfill it. So that's their new problem. You have to go and problem I'll, have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've moved them along to a new problem. Oh, I can help you maybe sort that out. Uh, maybe we can get a call center in place so you don't have to answer the phones. Right. So they tell me what the new problem is and I go, mm, okay, that's interesting. Um, what about if we sent those over, those kind of leads you could pass over to someone else? Oh, I never thought of that. You know, so you don't want to repair gas boilers. You want to do the, oh, the oil boilers, whatever. And I can suggest stuff like that. But what's happening is I'm getting deeper and deeper into their business and they're finding out what their problems are. And also I'm creating some of those problems in that we, we can't keep track of, like, I, I might ask them. So how did you get on last week for leads? I'm sorry, I don't call them leads, inquiries and sales. And they were like, um, don't know, um, hold on. I haven't really, my notebook. Oh, you're trying to do it by notebook. Why don't we create a So potentially I could help them create a lead management system for them. I won't call it that obviously, but well, we can make that easier for you. We'll just track them and you'll get a little list and blah, and you can just tick them as the ones that, you know, so I'm solving their problems solving good problems for them like you say that I've created by getting them more business and they're now they can invest some of that extra back into it to help solve those problems so I've heard of um, gosh idea extraction I think of it it's called where people will ring up I will ring up all the dentists and try and find out what problems they're all suffering from <laughs> actually I remember reading this in the forum somebody's saying I don't understand how to do this idea extraction I'm ringing up loads of dentists. I don't know if it was dentists or not, but I'm ringing dentists and I keep asking them, so what, what kind of problems are keeping you up at night and can we solve it? And they're, what they're trying to do is come up with some software that's going to fix it for them. And he says, but they keep telling me they haven't got enough sales. Like, but how do I find out what problems they've got? And I don't, not that one, but it's like, dude, they're staring you in the face. They want more sales, don't they? And if you can get more sales for them, then you're their hero. And then also they can afford to pay you to fix other things that's the other thing that i've noticed like so i'm positioned as the adwords guy and i actually hired a marketing consultant about three years ago worked with him for about six months to try and reposition myself with my current clients so that i could actually help them with landing pages because it was a problem i would say oh your landing pages are suck and they'll be like oh no we've got a graphic designer you're a traffic you get our traffic and i'm like no it has to work together and i could just couldn't get through to them but now what's happened is I'll go in as an AdWords guy. If I get to move the needle, they're delighted. 
and then I'll then I'll suggest well you can make a little tweak to your landing page but moving that here and that there uh, really why would that help uh, just trust me sometimes I explain it we'll do it if it moves the needle again oh hold on that really that's brought in more revenue that's brilliant that little change what other things can we do so then what I've now done I've noticed I come in as the AdWords guy they trust me and some of them have said, uh, can you support our WordPress website? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what I do. Other people are like, can you do our SEO? No, I don't do that. Can you run our Facebook ads? No, I don't do that. But I keep getting asked for, to, to do all these things for all these businesses because I've got my foot in the door as a really specific. I'll come in to do your credit card stuff. Oh, this is brilliant. Um, can you fix our modem? You're like, what? Because you've, you know... You're you're a computer genius. You know that's the classic one. Like if, if someone sees you able to touch type, you obviously can fix their website and everything <laughs> else to do with computers in the house. So I come in as like, oh, this guy, this guy, this is the guy that does AdWords. Oh, can you do our website now? I'm getting pe I'm getting people asking me, can I do websites? I'm getting asked so often that I'm going to have to speak to the, a few of them to work out if it's going to be a good fit for where I want to go. Or whether it's going to be a distraction from the business. So, what I'm I'm trying to work out how that's different from what you're doing. But what what's happening is I'm getting paid to generate more business for businesses. And if it works, like like I say, it doesn't always work. Then I'm able to start selling other services to them. Not only am I able to because they now trust me and like what I do, I'm doing for them, but because I've given them more revenue to pay me in the first place. And it might end up being that we end up integrating. Oh, look, you could, maybe you could use Salesforce. Oh, how does that integrate? Oh, look, we'll write, we'll write a little thingy that will do join that and that. You know, maybe we end up doing software for them. But we've, we're kind of getting deeper and deeper and deeper into their business. And so, so something we're doing at the minute already is we're building mobile landing pages for a lot of our clients. They're an AdWords client, and we suggest, hey, look, we've built a mobile landing page for somebody else. It was like a free one that we did. And we show it, and they go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So we, we charge them for it, <laughs> not a lot. Instead of like, oh, instead of building up a whole website, we can just build this, um, a landing page for you. And people from Google click on the ad, come to this page, and it, da -da -da, it has exactly what they're looking for. It has a tap to call button or a request to call back button. And we're selling that to them. And then we're also, you know, that's also going to have a monthly fee because it's hosted on our servers and appears on their domain. Or for some blacksmiths that I have, they actually have a page on my domain. So I'm building a directory. That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of brain dumping on you. I'm trying to work yeah, out <laughs> if this will help. Uh, seeing it from a different angle, whereas you, yeah. it's like you're building the software almost. I'm not sure you're building the software and then you're going to sell it. Whereas I'm, and and one of your things you're going to add on. One of the things you're going to add on to your services. Oh, we will get you more business as well. Whereas I'm coming in with like, I'll get you more business. Oh, I've got your more business. Now, what's your new problem? <laughs> you can't manage the leads, your call center, or you can't track them. You, you don't know where they are. You know, you're getting positive ROI on your spend, or where is the ROI coming from, or whatever it is. Oh, you've got too many customers now, and you can't manage that. And 
okay because you've got all this like X, you're using Excel you're using a paper-based system you're using a flip chart or a whiteboard or whatever right we can actually maybe help you with that we either suggest this off-the-shelf thing and implement it for you or maybe we'll build something yeah and it's uh, uh <laughs> trying to think so and that, that's definitely something that we can go into too is we've kind of told you the idea of well you know now we don't have this app we thought was coming to us in the next month well how can we approach this from another angle now uh, the idea was well what don't we just build a directory first and get people to sign up for that, and then eventually roll out the other features in the app. Mm. That's the yeah, my, my question, my, mine would be, my, I'm always asking myself, do I really need that? So, like, do you need an app? Can you get away without having an app? Um, so, probably, like, people are searching on Google, or you can get it from Facebook. Cheaper, so obviously, I'm a page search dude, so I always go, <laughs> people search on Google. There's some verticals, it just... Facebook does way better and then somewhere Facebook and Google they both work excellent so mm -hmm. can you get anybody can you get the consumers to your platform whatever it is and if that platform is a web like a mobile page or directory so they're looking for a shop in their location or you show an ad for a shop in their location if they click come through and they they then they then book an appointment. So you said something that if they get to the page and they can't see anything, they can't see a shop near them, then they're going to back out. Yeah, probably. But why even why even list the shops like a Yellow Pages? Sorry, the Yellow Pages, you, you, you're looking for blacksmiths in Dublin. You land on the page in the Yellow Page and you see 10 blacksmiths. Great. But what if you just had a page that said, um, looking for a blacksmith in Dublin, uh, three like bullet points, contact is now or you know and we will help you book <laughs> find one or something and if you generate leads that way then because literally i've done this I'll throw up the ugliest little page because i just can't make anything look pretty and i just had a headline three bullet points and I've, actually the bullet points were tell us what you want we'll contact local businesses somebody will ring you back that was it and then add a form <laughs> of like your name, your phone number, what's your message? And we had like seven percent of visitors filling it in, but not just filling it in with like their life story. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, now I think about it, this was in the this was in the legal vertical. Yeah. So you said you need to populate it first. You need to populate your directory first before anybody will use it. Any consumer will use it. So, sorry, let me phrase this. You need to populate the directory with businesses before a consumer will find it useful. Not necessarily. So always, this is the question I always ask myself, do, do I need, actually, do I need to populate it with businesses? What would happen if I didn't have a business, but I just did a, a form, an email to capture, uh, no, you know, capture and got an email or had a, you know, tap to call or a call this number now and it went to your phone. And you said, oh, hi, yes. Um, oh, you're looking for a shop. Whereabouts is it? Da, 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 da. Um, when's it for? And et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you're looking to hire a bus for a wedding. Whereabouts? When's the dates? Excellent. So you get, you've captured this lead. You've got this lead. Like, so for me, that's my first test. Can I get, can I get a lead of somebody interested? What's my, what's <clears> my <throat> click to inquiry rate? What's my cost per inquiry? I'm interested in that. But as soon as I get one lead, 
somebody looking for a blacksmith in Dublin. Oh my goodness, I'm rubbing my hands. Right, I can now go to Google and ring all the Dublin, uh, all the blacksmiths in Dublin. I go, hi. Are you a blacksmith? Yes. Are you in Dublin? Yes. Um, we got, we got an inquiry of somebody looking to get 20 swords made, uh, in August. Is that something you can do? Yes. Would you be interested in speaking to them? Yes. Can you ring them in the next hour if I was to give you their details? Because I've promised I would find somebody from. Yeah, of course you can. Done. Here's their details. Can I ring you back tomorrow to find out how you get on? That's it. And that's how yeah. potentially you sign up a business, <laughs> a blacksmith. <Yeah. laughs> so the 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 one concern that I have, kind of like going with, I feel like the for the lead generation, for me, says high dollar amount. You know, so. Talking about going blacksmith, it's potentially going to be, you know, at least a hundred dollar job. You know, where uh, legal legal, you know, is a very very you know expensive job. Um, you know, MJ when he did limos.com, you know, a limousine rental is going to be at least a hundred dollars, but it's a, a pretty sizable lead. So the only concern that I have with my potential business is this is you know a fifteen dollar service that typically someone is looking for right now rather than. You know, no one, you know, plans out, you know, hey, in six months, I need to get a haircut. So that, that's, that's my concern is it's people are looking for right now yep. and they're looking to only spend $15. So my only concern is to, to have a, a process where we do, you know, a form of, hey, I'll find a shop for you. Would someone want to wait that long? To get Maybe. that, so yeah, no, you can try it. A, you can try it. Yeah. B, instantly I'm thinking, well, you could just pick a city if mm -hmm. there's search volume, or you can run Facebook ads there, whichever, and populate it with actual listings of businesses. They don't have to be signed up to you, and sure. people then send the email through, and it goes through to that business, or it goes through to you, and you forward it on, or whatever. So, no, yeah. You know, you keep putting yourself in the shoes of the consumer. Like some people are like, "Oh, I can't be bothered searching. I want you to do it for me. Can you be my? Can you Google it for me?" <laughs> kind of thing. And then others are, "Oh, look, there's a listings. Excellent. Thanks for pulling us all together." By the way, this is a common strategy for people building directories: is they will go and scrape other directories or Google mm -hmm. or whatever the hell. I don't really know what to do. And then they just populate their directory. Hot Frog is one, I think. I've seen it in hotfrog.ie. I've seen it in Ireland. I've seen it in the UK. Maybe it's in the US. Stuff like uh, sites like that, and they do it to get like if they have all these businesses listed, then hopefully they get a bit of Google love, and people will come through to it. So actually, that's a question I have for you. Um, because the one thing that we actually were going to do was to pre-populate. So part of the model was we would pre-populate the directory with all the businesses, and when you as a shop sign up, you say, hey, there's my shop, and then you claim the shop, and then you pay the, the subscription fee to unlock it and to make it you know, a whole profile rather than just uh, the name of the shop, the phone number, and the address. It was, okay, if you want more than just that, then we'll give you the ability to schedule your appointments. We'll give you your own profile pictures, pictures of the shop, all the professionals that work for you. You can do a, a one through five star rating system where we're going to rate you know, your shop when they finished with their service. Um, so do you have any suggestions on, and this may be out of your wheelhouse as far as, just, you said just scrape other directories or scrape Google. 
how how do you even do that? Like, how do you pull all that information from, like, say, Google Maps? Oh, I did just go and find a developer to do it, I suppose. Okay. And I don't think it necessarily costs that much. But also, you can buy you can buy these lists. I know, like, in the UK, they have, like, 118118. That's sort of a phone directory you can ring and get. I'm not sure how it works. I've never used it. But they're also the biggest, one of the biggest suppliers of um, business listings. Okay. Particular verticals. So you can get the email address, phone numbers, and details. Now, I'm not sure <laughs> you'll have to check whether you're allowed to use it for that purpose. I don't know. Um, thing is, a lot of people are doing stuff like this. And a lot of businesses, right? So, I, a local call center just five miles up the road. I remember going in and talking in to the owner. And he said, sometimes we get people coming in and they want us to go through a big list of businesses, let's say lawyers throughout the country and sell them on signing up to their directory, their lawyer directory that they're going to create. And he says, I don't do it. I just don't take on that work because nobody wants to sign up to a directory. They just, they do want leads, but is your directory getting leads? You know, so you want us to sign up and pay, but I, you know, is it working? Am I going to get leads? And I went, well, so he told me that after I'd said, well, Mike, what I'd like to do, and I haven't got around to this, by the way, <laughs> it's not proven. What I'd like to do is generate the lead of a consumer looking for a lawyer in Dublin or something or whatever, and goes through to your call center, you get the lead, and then you ring out and speak to some law- find lawyers and give the lead to them and then contact them a day later and see well how did it get on and would you like any more of those <laughs> and he was yeah he was like oh my god seriously that would sell itself now we ha- like i said we haven't done it um i've slightly done it i've done it a couple of times once uh, myself and somebody else done it and he said it was an amazing experience of actually he spoke to a business owner normally they would fob him off immediately if he'd said oh look i'm a marketing dude i sell adwords or sell marketing or websites or whatever whereas he came in with an actual lead so all the gatekeepers you know the gatekeepers are there to get rid of people like me an adwords guy and an seo guy and a website guy and they're there to forward quickly through an actual lead an inquiry you know a consumer looking for a lawyer or whatever it is and he said it was an amazing experience where he was almost interviewing the the business owner look you know can, will you, do you have the experience to deal with this sort of this particular type of case and whatever um so i don't know that's anecdotal i suppose but that call center owner was really excited about doing it that way of like having the lead versus going to businesses and trying to get them to sign up to a directory that yeah. does doesn't mean it can't be done at all i just thought i'd throw that one in there that i don't know i see a lot of directories like hot frog and stuff like that all popping up with all these crazy names all these uh, web 2.0 names and how well do they work i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Saying that, actually, is another story, another one I thought of. I heard there was a guy, some crowd, they created 
I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Bestaccountantslondon.co.uk or something like that. And then they they put on logos of some of the big accountancy firms on on the website. And then they got a call center, their, their own guys, to ring around loads of law firms and say, look, do you want to get signed up to this directory? We've got X, Y, and Z listed on it. Didn't say that they were signed up, just listed. So they went, oh, okay. And they just signed up. And it was like cheap enough for them to be a member of the directory. And a lot of these businesses, they've got a marketing budget. And okay, we'll just add. And they don't know where all their leads are coming from either. So there we go. I thought it was quite, I thought it was yeah. clever, but unscrupulous. It's not the way to do it. <laughs> not sure, you know, the, the gray area. Yeah, I think it's great. It's great. But it just goes to show. Yeah. So there we go. I've just gave you one argument and then give the argument on the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is this helping you? I'm just sort of brain well, dumping it, on you. It's definitely making me uh, definitely making me think of some other ways. I mean, because we've the, the one the one thing I, I will kind of say to, uh, you know, not not to, to brag or to toot my own horn. It's just the, the idea has evolved. I mean, it, it definitely the first steps of the idea were very naive i guess and we kind of evolved it so the whole process has really evolved a lot so getting more ideas is really going to help shape what we end up doing and and i think what it all comes down to is you're right at the end of the day you know we do need to to get a sale um and you know as soon as you started talking a few minutes ago i immediately like the name of your thread popped off, like stop building stuff. Yeah. And I was like, in back of my head, I was like, damn it, Andy, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> mm. And, um, and it, it is, it's true. Like we, we need to get the sale. And so maybe we don't need to, because at the end of the day, I have a feeling we're going to have to end up going to a legitimate developer and stop doing the friend of a friend or, you know, finding someone. We happen to find this last guy through the forum, actually. Um, Eventually, we have to stop. Go to a legitimate developer and, and and pay the real big money to get this done. But why not use that money from sales through yes. the actual businesses? Yep. So we already have a client base already established. We already have a track record. We have a foundation to build off of. Instead of you know trying to put the instead of trying to you know build the whole the whole house, pour the foundation. Um, it's just definitely something that I, that I think we really need to kind of bring back to and say, you see my partner brought it up, and I'll be honest, when he brought it up, I kind of resisted it. I said, you know, I'm not going to build this, this, I'm not going to build this website just to scrap it in six months and make it not worth it. But, you know, I mean, maybe we need to kind of just bring it back a little bit and say, well, why not just start off as a simple, hey, we'll find more customers for your business and kind of put our own little spin on it. Um, you know, do the directory route, but also just build that client base and then eventually be able to make money from, you know, generating leads and adding additional features and kind of just one at a time. And then we can, you know, come out with the grand scheme and say, well, guess what? Now we have this app and then we'll do all these other amazing things for you. You're already a customer of us now. Why not sign up for this? Yeah. I mean, I, I can envisage having an app version of the directory things things that i'm building but what what's interesting i have clients that are paying me to learn their vertical using their ad spend and they are paying me not only to keep a roof over my head but to have a full-time developer 
and a part-time graphic designer and to develop my technology and processes in IP. So the clients are paying for all that. It's not out coming out of my pocket, do you know? Yeah. And I've not gone to investors to, with an idea, like, I need, I need 100K to build this thing. It's like, no, the clients are going to build it for me, which is also great because they tell me what they want. Oh, mobile landing pages, they're selling like hot cakes. <laughs> I sold one to my accountant who I met two weeks ago to do my accounts. And I said, oh, we must sort my website out. Oh, you don't need a website. You need one of these. And I showed her on my mobile phone. Oh, that's really good. How much are they? Oh, okay, done. <laughs> and she didn't bat an eyelid. I was like, oh, that's too cheap. <laughs> it is too cheap for the amount of work that the guys do on it now that I realize these developers and graphic designers do a lot of stuff yeah, to, to make it look good and work. Uh, here's the other thing. I've got an IT background. Like, not developer, but, you know, I did code stuff. I was, like, doing support. I had to write shell scripts and whatnot to automate things and all the rest of it. I had to deal with developers all the time because they throw their hand grenades over the wall and tell us to make it live. So I was in that for, like, 15 years. And I personally wouldn't go down... Me, personally, wouldn't be looking to develop custom software. I'll be doing bits at a time. It's like, oh, a landing page. Oh, okay. Like, even just today, damn it, we need one of those little pop-ups at the top that says... Uh, you know, this website uses cookies. Get your and get your consent, like for European law and stuff, because we're, we're going to start doing retargeting, remarketing. So it's like, damn it, can we do that? And previously it was like, oh, people are clicking on the tap to call button, but the client won't tell me how many calls he gets because he doesn't know. And the developer says, oh, I can maybe track number of people who click on the tap to call button. Oh, can you do that? Great. So just incrementally, the client, just the problems that we encounter, we solve. Just bit at a time, bit at a time. But it's real life problems encountered, you know, with real clients paying us money. And yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's like, is it bootstrapping? I don't even know what bootstrapping means, but um, <laughs> I'm not getting investment. The clients are paying for it. <laughs> so I get clients yeah. and they, they tell us what to build for them. Yeah, and it definitely makes it easier when the clients, when when you can do what you need to do and have someone else pay for it rather than trying to you know, Skype your own money together. And, yeah. and it all kind of comes together and, and benefits the customer or the client in the end, too, which is the yeah. best part. Yeah. So they're, they're really investing in themselves. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. It's, it's just the, the ultimate of you've got the same client, you're just selling more widgets to them. <laughs> mm hmm. All related to your first and a bit more and a bit more and a bit more before you that's know exactly you're going. you do it too. I mean, you, you make more money and you build that trust with the client up and you can offer them more services down the road, you know. Um, the, I, 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 I want to say, I can't remember what book it was I read it in, just a statistic of, you know, 30% of customers are more likely, are, are likely to buy another product from you within like, you know, I think it was like a minute time window of their initial purchase because they already feel the trust. Yeah. Already yeah. built the trust to make the first purchase, so they're more likely to buy a second product. And it kind of goes back to the whole like if you already have the client, you know, sell them more more services that they need. Um, rather than trying to set yourself too thin and just bring in more volume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've there's arguments both ways, obviously. Yeah. Um, but 
for me, I want both. <laughs> I want the yeah, volume. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely go up to both. But, I mean, don't don't forget about the fact that you already have a pool of people who have already bought from you once. Yeah. That can buy more. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. See, I find – is this related to what you just said? Or have I just <laughs> going off at a tangent? Techies like building stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing IT and stuff like that. And they will often build things because they can, because they want to, because it's interesting. And you just have to be like, so with my, I'd be really lucky. I've been really lucky with the developer I've got that he gets it because he's been a freelancer. So he gets that the client doesn't want, doesn't care about best practice of code, you know, how he's been taught code in college and all that lot. They just want it to work. <laughs> they want it to work yesterday, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've, right, so I've been sort of in that, as I was like, I suppose, an engineer in the engineering background, but I just had to make stuff work. When the systems fell down, I had to just get it back up again and running and stop it falling down again. And yeah, that, so that, okay, so, and I've worked for other, for businesses, and that, that thread that you you talked about, the one where I say stop building stuff. I worked for businesses and they literally said their goal was to build a social network and someone else, we're building a call center, we're building an email list, we're building a, and I've just seen them just go off down tangents because when they tell the rest of the team, we're building a social network, then everyone goes studies up social networks and then they start doing things that other social networks do. Yeah, yeah, the buttons have to do work like this. The social network convention is that when you, you have to hover over it and then the thing pops up and blah. Uh, and I was, I remember saying, um, yeah, but a plumber's not going to know that, are they? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but no, this is a, we're building a social network. I'm like, no, I thought we were helping plumbers or tradespeople to get more work <laughs> and helping people to find no, to, to meet, to find the right tradesperson and other skilled people. And I saw people, I just saw that business going off at a complete tangent because they were building, their goal was to build something, a social network, and not to connect like this two sided marketplace. Oh, right, who are we serving? We're serving people, homeowners who've got an emergency and they desperately need a locksmith or a plumber or whatever, and we're serving the other side of the market the plumber and locksmith who has his skill and he's sat at home twiddling his thumbs wondering how he's going to pay his mortgage they're both desperate we just need to connect them does it have to be a social network could it be something else so if if people put the goal is as as work if they work out who am i trying to help and what they're trying to help them with then you wouldn't necessarily go and off building a social network you might go oh you know what <laughs> we could just do whatever you know and it's, it's like people are getting wedded to a tactic. And the tactic is, well, a social network would really help in that instance. Oh, excellent. Uh, so would a directory. So would a this. So would a that. And so would it. Right. And which of those is going to be quicker and is going to actually work better for the consumer and the, the business person? So that was why I, I ended up writing that post. It's because I have worked for businesses and observed that. They go off at tangents. Partly... I think partly the business owners have just stated their goal wrong. Well, maybe that is the wrong. Maybe they have got the goal wrong. But as soon as they state something like that, techies 
IT guys, oh, brilliant, and they rub their hands and they're off and they go and get the books on how to build a social network and all the features you need and this, that, and the next thing. Oh, it's not a social network unless it has this and that and that. And you said you're building a social network. We're building a social network. So we need to do all these things, otherwise it's not going to look like Facebook or not going to have that functionality. So that's why you can go off down the right rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. So no. in, in your head, you've just... I'm constantly trying to do this, and it's really hard to find your own blind spot, isn't it? Um, but I'm constantly asking, hold on, what am I trying to do again? Why am I trying to do it? Who am I trying to help? What am I trying to help them with? Why do they even need that help? Do they need that help? How do I prove it? Um, is anyone biting my hand off down to my ankle when I make this offer? Like these mobile and your paper. Oh, yeah, done. It's sold. And we, they don't even break <laughs> they break their stride on another conversation. Um, so who, who are you helping? What are you helping with? Why do they need that help? Can you actually help? Where can you find them? Because if you can't get the, those people to your solution for their problem anyway, then it's like that tree falling over in the forest. Did it, did it scream or did whatever? <laughs> you know, you've built this great solution for this problem that people do actually have, but you can't get them to see the see the solution. So you might as well not build it. I am harping on. Give me, take away my soapbox. Go on. <laughs> no, no, I mean. And it, it all comes down, like, I mean, you even, uh, like, my, the, the sales third I made it, at the end of the day, before you start anything, you need to kind of sit down, take a deep breath, and say, what is my goal for this? Yeah. You know? And then all kind of, what, we pretty much, what you just said is, you know, as part of building that goal is, you don't want to attack something and say, and just kind of, like, let it go. You want to know where you're trying to steer to. Yes. So, if you don't have a goal, you're just kind of lost. And you might get there, you might not. You might end up in a completely different direction. It's not exactly what you want to do at all. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I hope that's helped you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, I really do appreciate it. Um, it's it's something that we. I think that I definitely need to kind of take a step back and just reevaluate everything. Um, and that's 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 really scary. A really scary thing, you know. Taking this this idea that we've been kind of nurturing and watering and trying to grow for you know for for the past six months and say okay well do we need to keep chasing this idea or do we need to kind of take a step back and maybe change it maybe make it build it more slowly um, because it, it's kind of it kind of is shiny object syndrome you know uh, we we look I look at this 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 finished product and say. Man, wouldn't it be great to have this app that does these three things that we can sell and everyone's going to use, and everyone's going to love it? I want that right now, you know. Yeah. And if you have the means to to build that, then great. But you know, what if, like me in my situation, what if we don't have the means to build that? You know, what what steps can we take to get there and do it in? do it in a fashion and a process that makes sense for the business um, and also makes sense for the customers too. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that's kind of what we needed to kind of step back and say, okay, well, maybe we can't have our cake and eat it too, so let's buy some flour, some eggs, and some milk and maybe make our own cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, just I suppose to summarize it, like, 
almost this is a question I'm going to ask myself this week what can I do to make a sale this week get another client what can I do this week to get another actually I should be asking that all the time (laughs) but I've just lost a client so I need to replace the revenue so I'm you know that's top of mind at the minute Um, what can I do so that seven day startup I don't think that's quite what it meant it meant launch in seven days for me it's like can you get a sale in seven days if you can't then maybe you're not you or your business isn't ready for that thing that you're trying to do and look seven is an arbitrary number maybe it's 30 who cares so that's one thing and then yeah is, is it shiny object syndrome if there's sunk cost fallacy as well of like you spent loads of time on something so don't want to give up keep going at it and i, I by the way i'm totally not I'm hopefully not coming off across as negative at all it's just this is like sounds like tech startup type territory which i know not much about <laughs> so um me i'm just going to get clients they're going to pay me and i'm going to eventually find so find the problems where i am already problems that a lot of them have solve it for all of them get processes that a product you know processes that lots of people can follow through maybe get it automated maybe not da-da-da-da. but all the while the clients are paying me to build all this for them yeah it's funny because you mentioned like the tech startup thing and it, it, part of me and I, I kind of I look at it and I say, well, you know, what are we are we doing? We're not, you know, we're not making this grant. This isn't going to be the next, you know, hundred million dollar acquisition. You know, we know this isn't going to go. If we get into the the, the eight figure range, then that's going to be a surprise to me. Um, but for me, it's you know, looking at is this is even a tech startup? I'm like, well, is it? I mean, we're we're building a, a tech product, but um, it's for me, it's always been trying to, to build something on a budget to make it, you know, work for people. Uh, so that's why I've been hoping to find these developers who can do it at a lower price and still kind of get that finished product, but with, you know, the bootstrap aspect around it. So it's a, uh, it's a hard dream to give up. And, um, I'm still, I'm still want to look for a way to do it. But like I previously said, maybe we need to, to take a step back and make a few small steps towards that in the meantime. 